Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Washa Ginsberg. Thank you for being here. Yes, I'm in a cozy jacket. You can hear my cozy jacket being cozy. Um, thanks for being here. Uh, this is a bi-weekly podcast that hopes to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. Something you hear on this show today, in fact, every show will help you make today better than yesterday. I'm here twice a week. Mondays, I'm here with a guest. Fridays, I'm just here just with you. Easy to find me. Send Osher email at gmail.com. Thanks again for everyone that did write in about the You Can't Ask That episode. Very grateful that you did watch it. Take the time to understand perhaps what obsessive compulsive disorder is all about. I did go to great um, lengths, I guess, in that show, and they, they did show it. They did show me talking about it. That's not something that I, that I now live without. It's just something I manage, right? And... Um, <coughs> I wanted to check in with you today just to kind of let you know how I'm managing this week because I generally manage pretty well. Like day to day, I'm a pretty happy person. I'm generally, I sometimes can get a bit cynical and perhaps I can look at the dark side of things in a cynical, funny way sometimes. I don't necessarily think that makes me depressed. I just, you know, I can be devil's advocate every now and again. I think having a critical eye is important, but I'm certainly, you know, I generally a very optimistic person. And that's just kind of how I live my life. You know, it's, it's, and I do, I do okay. You know, I, I can emotionally regulate myself pretty well these days and I'm doing all right. And I have a note on my fridge. Basically, it's a small kind of, it's like a chores calendar that you would put up for kids. Um, if you tick all the boxes, you get a gold star, that sort of thing. But I've repurposed it into, you know, these are the days that I work out. And I just try to make sure that I put an X in the box every day or at the moment I'm taking a rest day in between training and that's okay to have a rest day for my body to recover. But I've also making notes of, for example, because I'm trying to keep track of my hip uh, replacement recovery, like what days it's kind of getting sore. 
and just to be sure of that. And but also now just like just basically keeping track of things. What mornings I wake up with anxiety, and there's a bit going on in in my head at the moment. There's a few projects that are happening on and off the boil, and so there's you know there's a bit of noise happening in the brain. And so I've been waking up with anxiety and, and you know, pretty significant wake-ups, uh, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., that sort of thing. No fun. I generally don't get pissed off about it. I'm like, oh, I'm awake, and I just open up my book and I just start reading because I know, you know, uh, try and do some relaxation breathing and usually about an hour or so the adrenaline wears off and I'm all right. And I think it, it, it might be something to do with my body's ability to handle adrenaline at the moment. I don't know, you know, what's going on there, but I'm, you know, generally – there's a bit of other stuff going on. Maybe some of my resilience may not be so high, but, you know, like the other morning we did a thing at Studio 10. James and I came on telly to talk about um, the new podcast, Idol Australian, which is going really well. We actually put out an episode yesterday about You're the Voice and how it managed to be a hit in Greece. It's a great episode. I'm so proud of it. It's really good. I hope you listen to it. Anyway, I was, I was quite buzzed after doing that. Anyway, about 45 minutes an hour later, I'm, you know, by that time I'm home, I'm just riddled with anxiety and kind of like almost a come down from the high and I'm just full of it and I couldn't get anything done. So I just, I went upstairs and I got on the bike and I rode not super hard, but I rode pretty hard. And, you know, an hour later I felt a whole lot better. Anyway, next morning, sure enough, 4.30, boom, awake again. And looking at my thing on the fridge, like that's the third morning in a row. Like that's, for me, that's threes enough. Three's like, okay, this isn't just, I've, clearly there's something going on in the back of my brain here. Something is going on that is waking me up. Something's going on that I'm feeling uneasy about. Let's go and find out what it is. Because it may, it wasn't apparent, all right? It wasn't apparent what was there. And so I got up, it's 4.30 in the morning, made myself a cup of coffee, sat down with my notebook that I write down every, I do my journaling every morning, sat down with my notebook and I did what we talked about the other day. I just asked why. I asked why a bunch and I found, okay all right. And I kind of had a look and did some exploring and picked a bit around and looked under a few rocks in my head and I'm like, oh, it's probably this and that and what else? Okay. Yeah, that, this, that, the other. So I wrote all that stuff down. I did my, it's essentially the CBT columns, the cognitive behavioral therapy columns, which we've talked about on the show. And I wrote that all down the left-hand side. On the left, I wrote down all the things I'm worried about. On the right, where's the evidence for that? Where's the evidence for this feeling? Like, just because I feel it, is it, is it real? Is it true? Like out of 10 times, how often does that thing happen? Once? Twice? Is it all the time? No. Can I live with it happening once or twice? Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Oh, can I have a moment to kind of think about that? And then just kind of, I, I did a bunch of stuff and kind of had a bit of external processing basically of what was going on and trying to sort it all out and figure it all out. Then I got on the bike. I rode for about an hour and 15 till everyone got up about seven o'clock. And then at the end of the day last night, I went and lifted some weights and you can bet that I slept pretty well. I went to bed about 11, so getting up at 4.30 and going to bed at 11. I slept pretty well last night and I woke up fine this morning and it was, it was great. I feel a whole lot better today. But I just, I guess I just wanted to tell you how, how I went about that and how, how I handled it. It's a drag to notice that, oh man, I'm waking up with anxiety again and it's hard to go in and look for the odd things in my head that may not have been obvious at first as to why I'm getting out of bed and why I'm waking up and why my body's coursing with adrenaline and what's actually going on. And, and it's sometimes difficult to recognize my role in those things, but these things are all important because goodness me, I just want to sleep, right? 
but it's important to do. And yeah, like three mornings was enough. Three mornings in a row was enough to wake up early. Like once is okay. Twice in a row is a bit of a drag. But on the third, I'm like, nah, I've got to do it. And I know you've heard me speak about like keeping track of these things. And that's important. It's important to keep track of these things because when you're in it, it feels like it lasts forever. And it feels like this is how you're going to wake up every day. But you don't. And unless you're really quite unwell and it's getting worse and worse every day, then you should probably go see a doctor. But it's important to know that, yeah, every now and again, it might get icky again for a couple of days, two or three days at a time. But I know what to do. Like I described to you, I know, write it down, exercise, get the energy out of my body, you know, prioritize sleep, you know, figure it out, do the work. What is it? What is happening here? Figure, and it's never hard. It's just always there. You just got to look for it and be brave enough to see, oh, I'm doing that thing. Oh, I don't like that thing, but I'm doing it anyway. Boo me. Let me figure it out. Sort it out. And, you know, keeping a note of these things is important because then when you look back, when it happens again, you can go, yeah, it's a bit, I've woken up two days in a row now. I might have it one more, but then if I do the work and I know what to do, I, I should be okay again. It doesn't last forever. It doesn't last forever because that's a big, you know, the biggest thing I guess that our brains try to tell us is, and it's fine because it's there to keep us safe. This thing, this uncomfortable thing, this is how it's going to be forever unless you do something, unless you change, unless you move. And that's not true. No mental state's a permanent state. It's always going to be different and you're always going to be able to cope if you you know have the right tools and you know what to do and you know how to deploy your skills. It's really important to remember that stuff. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you and to not have any illusion that just because, you know, I do this podcast and I went on a TV show to talk about what's happening in my brain that I don't have weeks that are hard. I absolutely have weeks that are hard, but that's a part of living with the kind of brain that I've got. And I guess the benefit of it, the great part about it, is that processing work that I did, the, the writing it down, the figuring out what's going on, the understanding, oh, I'm making this mean that. Oh, right. Of course, it's uncomfortable when this happens. Ah, That then gives me so much more possibility as to what could happen next. Because otherwise, I would have just been relying on unconscious decision-making points that are, you know, perhaps have nothing to do with the situation that I'm in right now. They may be based on a situation from a month, a year, 10 years ago, right? Reactions that I'm having to people around me may have nothing to do with them. It may be because of an ex-boss and the way an ex-boss once treated me that I'm reacting this way to this person. That's got nothing to do with them, nothing to do with me. It's not fair. But then you're kind of teleporting that emotion and that reaction point into this situation. And sometimes your reaction can then bring their reaction to the fore. And suddenly you've proved yourself right. See, everyone is always like this to me. Not understanding that you may have brought some of that on. Not every time. Sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes. Anyway, didn't want to talk to you for long today. Just wanted to let you know that's how it is. Then yeah, I'm okay. And bless my bloody wife. She's amazing. What do you need from me? First things, what do you need from me? God bless her heart. She's amazing. I'm very lucky to have her in my life. Um, Corona's back. Back again. Corona's back. Tell a friend. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're listening to this in five years from now, we were doing pretty well here in New South Wales where I live. We were doing all right. And then there's been a case of community transmission from a bloke who had no idea how he got it. 
he was particularly spicy and um, went on a, a barbecue purchasing adventure right across the city and managed to breathe his pathogens unwittingly. He had no idea he had it at the time, all over the place. Poor fellow, I hope he's okay. His uh, wife is ill as well. And, um, you know, I'm concerned because there are people who are a little bit older and high, very, very high risk. I certainly hope they're okay. But it's a, yeah, it's a tricky week to be in Australia this week. In the same week that we basically banned people trying to come back to their home fucking country of safety to try and keep themselves and their family alive, not letting Australian people from India return to Australia. In the same week that that happened, this, you know, this virus has somehow gotten back into the community. And it's from an American strain of the virus. Um, yeah, I can't say I agree with the way that we've done that. I understand that we need to manage the people coming into the country. I understand all that. And would you like to be told you're facing prison and 60 grand in fines, five years in jail and 60 grand in fines if you try to come back to the country, trying to keep your, your family, your, your, your parents, your kids safe? You probably wouldn't like it very much. Yeah, enough's been said about it, but it's been a bit tricky this week. But anyway, keep yourself safe. If you're in the, the Sydney part of the world, wash your hands, wear a mask. We all know how to do this. We've done this before. We'll be right again. We know how to take care of it. We'll be all right. At least it's not a long weekend this time. Criminy crickets. All right. If you need me, send Osher email at gmail.com. And you can find me on Instagram, which I did put back on my phone the other day for a thing I needed to do. And it's been sitting on my phone and I haven't been fingering it all day like I used to. So we'll see how we go. We'll see if my year or so of abstinence can hold on there. But we'll see what's up. I don't know yet. It might come back off my phone. Quick sticks. But yeah, Twitter and Facebook, not on my phone. Nah, gone forever. Anyway, take care. Look after yourself. Wear a mask. Hug a dog. Cook something nice. Until we speak next time on Monday. Monday, we're going to speak with Dr. Sarah Woodhouse, who I guess on the longer lines of what we've been talking about is an expert in basically dealing with trauma recovery. And she's basically a research psychologist who specializes in trauma. She's passionate about helping people face not only that word trauma, but also their past and how to live with that trauma. She's, she's, it was a really great conversation. And um, either if you have experienced some trauma in your life or someone you love has experienced trauma in their lives, it's a really good chat and I can't wait for you to hear it. Okay, till we speak on Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.